What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Kendall Ridgeway on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her journey. Kendall, I'm just going to toss it. You start wherever you'd like with your story. All right. So my husband and I are both medical students um, in Arizona, and that kind of makes our story a little different because um, when coronavirus hit, we were unexpectedly both together physically in the same place. Um, and that wasn't expected for us probably, or at least regularly for several years, um, because of where we're at in our medical training. Um, and so when we kind of realized that at least with coronavirus, like things were going to change and like, we were going to actually spend way more time together than anticipated. Um, we were like, Oh, like, let's just set, let's, let's try to have a baby. And, um, so we took my IUD out and I had had the Mirena for a really long time. Um, I think it was about expired, I want to say. Um, so, and I'd been on birth control since college. Um, and the only time I'd ever been off birth control, like switching in between, I had gotten pregnant and had a miscarriage. Um, and so I was always really nervous um, that that would continue. And I almost worry if I psych myself out. Um, but so we took the IUD out as soon as we kind of realized we weren't going back to the hospital anytime soon. Um, and, um, we got pregnant immediately, um, which was fun and exciting. Um, and I think, and I was like, doing what I, I don't think I would do now is like, as soon as I was, you know, I'd Google what the pregnancy test, like first day you could possibly get a positive if you're pregnant. Um, and so I like would pee that first day and we got a positive that first day and we were so, so excited. Um, and I think I stayed pregnant for about a week. Um, and then I woke up one morning from sleep and I had just started bleeding to a catastrophic level, which is, that's a little gross, but, um, it was just a lot. Um, and so we kind of knew what was happening and, um, neither my husband nor I are super close with our families. Um, and because of COVID, we couldn't really just like ask a ton of people, but our friends were amazing and did a ton of like socially distanced meal drop-offs and were just super sweet. Um, and we have, um, a ton of like I love plants and our house is full of plants. And so, so many people brought us plants, um, which we kind of jokingly refer to as the dead baby plants. So that gives you a hint into our morbid humor. Um, but yeah, so I started bleeding, I think at about five weeks, um, with our, our first miscarriage, um, of this year. And, um, it was a lot of blood, but I, I think now, like looking back, I think it was a pretty easy miscarriage. Um, like I wasn't in a lot of pain. Um, 
I, I was getting dizzy and that kind of thing, like, which now I recognize that I probably should have gone and had um, someone check that out. Um, but even as a medical student, I feel like they don't really tell you very much about miscarriage. Um, and my mom had had five while I was growing up. And so I think I kind of always just assumed that like you could take care of it yourself. Like it was just like a bad period. Um, and it wasn't until I had my third that I really got, um, had a good doctor that I had an amazing relationship with. Um, and I guess I'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, that second one, I just don't feel like um, my husband or I knew what we were um, doing. And, um, you know, we were also really sad. We hadn't really told anybody. We told a few close friends. Um, so we were just really kind of felt like it wasn't real. Um, and um, so after I passed everything, I think I bled for about four days and it was super heavy and super fast. And then I called um, our school sick clinic and told them what happened. And um, I have a doctor there that I really trust, um, who's also a professor. And, um, and so he ordered um, a blood HCG and an ultrasound and there it was all clear and I'd passed everything on my own. Um, and, and I wasn't pregnant anymore. And so like, we were really sad, but also we just really wanted a baby. So we immediately decided to try again. Um, because I think there's, I don't know if it's necessarily scientific or like miscarriage folklore, but everyone was like, after a miscarriage, you'll get pregnant again right away. Um, and, um, and so we did that and, um, I got pregnant again right away. Um, and so I, I had my, one of my really good friends, um, my, my best friend growing up was, um, coming through during quarantine for travel. And so she and her husband are gonna quarantine with us for two weeks. And so I like, I really wanted to be able to have my wine to celebrate and relax and, you know, have a, a free body. And I, I wasn't ready to be pregnant again. Um, and so I had peed and it was negative. And so like we had a fun weekend and then um, I kept looking at my period app and, and I, um, I don't know, are we allowed to say apps <laughs> that we use? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and so I used Clue and, um, and so it kept like shifting longer and longer. And I was like, oh no, like I've been drinking all weekend and this sounds terrible, but this baby's going to come out like an octopus. And, um, and so I took another test and my friend and I were just like walking out the door to go pick up more wine. And I was like, you know what? I need to, like, the clue kept giving me notifications that I should be bleeding. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take one more test. Um, and at that point, I was already five and a half weeks. Um, and it immediately turned positive. And I was like, oh, that's what a big fat positive looks like. Like, I, I couldn't even set the thing on the counter before it turned positive. Um, and so my husband was studying for boards. And so... I like didn't even say anything. Um, I walked out the door with my friend Kylie and just started like giggle crying because I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. Um, and, but I was excited and I don't know, I kind of felt like since we I had two miscarriages, like I was like, this is the third pregnancy. Like, I think we're, 
I don't know, we're, I feel like we're owed a good outcome and that was a really kind of dumb way to approach it. But for some reason, like I was sure in my gut that we would have a live birth. Um, and so while we were on our way to get wine, like we just were giggling and having so much fun. And she was like, you need to tell them in a really cute way. Cause we were going to a, a like remote lake near us in Arizona that night to um, watch the sunset. And so I had a, I have a letter board and um, I put, um, my husband has terrible dad jokes. And I, it's, it's so funny because they're just the worst. Um, and so I made a little letter board that said, my dad jokes are officially dad jokes. <laughs> and while we were taking pictures at the sunset, um, my friend's husband handed him the letter board and they had it on video and it was just really sweet. And then being able to tell him that I was like farther along than we'd ever made it. Like I, we just felt like we'd won something. Um, and we were so, so happy. And like, we just felt confident for some reason. Um, and, and I felt really good. So like we, um, with the coronavirus and, um, just kind of my personal research on birth, we decided to go with, um, a birth center and, um, in Phoenix, there's an amazing birth center called Blossom Birth Center owned by uh, Dr. Nichelle Whitehead. Um, and she's an MD and she, um, has an amazing staff and she's right across the street from Phoenix Children's Hospital um, and St. Joseph's and she has privileges there. So it's just amazing, um, an amazing setup. Um, and then the staff there are incredibly conscientious and um, like my husband and I were both in shock because we'd never seen a doctor just give such amazing care. And we both like are truly, um, they're such an example in how to be a good provider. Um, and I think when we went through this miscarriage, we really saw the difference in how people, how especially care providers can really um, make the difference in how your experience goes and how confident you feel. Um, and this miscarriage that I had most recently, the third one, um, was definitely like the hardest physically, mentally, um, and emotionally. And they just went above and beyond. They checked in on us. Um, and they were constantly, um, advocating for us in a way that, um, I had yet to see very many doctors do, um, in my experience. And, um, so we're just super thankful for them. So we had, I had done a lot of research on where I wanted to go um, for birth. And um, I was due in the middle of our academic quarter um, and historically just like the hardest academic quarter. And I was just like, I want to have a smooth birth. I want to go home and then I get, can get back to studying. Um, and so I was like, doing prenatal yoga and like visualizing. I was reading Ina May's Guide to Natural Childbirth. Like I had the parenting book stacked by seven weeks and I was so ready and we were so confident um, and so excited. And we called our baby tomato because it was the size of a tomato seed when we found out. Um, <laughs> and we talked to it every night and, um, and we just really loved 
preparing to be pre uh, parents. Um, and so we had plugged in with our OB and um, we had like, this is now, I wanna say, I don't even know what month it is anymore with quarantine and COVID. Um, good grief. Trying to go back on my phone and remember what day. Oh, okay, so this is the beginning of June. Um, and we had uh, friends who are moving out to the area. Um, my friend Kelly, who was gonna be my birth buddy, um, if James was my husband, was on rotation at the hospital and couldn't make it to the birth, she was going to be the one to, um, you know, put the bathing suit on and get in the birth pool with me. And um, so her and her husband were are looking at moving to Phoenix, so they were coming to look at houses, and they arrived. Um, and I remember, like, we were going to go swimming, and I changed, and I felt different like I was like oh my god I'm gonna start bleeding and it wasn't even a lot like it was um like the tiniest little bit of blood on the corner of my underwear and I was just like oh no it's happening again um and so I kind of I okay this is gonna be a, you said there's no such thing as TMI <laughs> no such thing okay. um, <laughs> So I like, I, I put a finger up my vagina and kind of swished around and was like, you know, I wonder if there's more blood. And so I pulled out a little bit of blood and, and at that moment, like my heart just dropped and I was like, okay, so we're doing this again. Um, and I went in, my husband was, uh, doing practice questions for boards, uh, studying and, um, it's a terrible, huge test, like eight hours, and he's been studying for months, and I just walked in, and I was like, I'm bleeding, and um, he was like, no, like, you're not, you're going to be fine, and like, I told him it wasn't a lot, but I felt like pretty sure, um, and, and he was like, no, like, you're going to lay down, you're going to take a chill pill, and um, like, he was just like, you know, I, I think this was a Thursday and we were supposed to have an ultrasound to hear the heartbeat on a Friday. Um, and, and I was just like, nope, like it's not going to happen. Like, I know it's not. And he's like, you're going to see our baby tomorrow and it's going to be all okay. Like, I know I, we, we said like, we're going to be fine with this. Like, um, like I can't even express like how many good vibes we felt about the pregnancy. So Losing it was really devastating. Um, and I don't know if we were just being like, <laughs> like having wishful thinking or what, but we were so sure. Um, and so the next day I got up and I went to the restroom and I just flooded blood in the toilet. And I was like, oh my, so here we go. Um, and I had had a friend who had a due date two days apart from mine in January. I think I was due January 10th and she was due January 8th. Um, she had texted me the day before um, saying that she was having a miscarriage as well. Um, and so like I had agreed before I started bleeding to like bring them dinner and stuff um, and uh, do all that. And 
then ended up starting my miscarriage at the same time. So I did send them Postmates, um, but didn't deliver it and give her a new love. Um, but yeah, so that morning I started bleeding pretty heavily. Um, I went back to bed and, um, just kind of stayed in bed for the next week. Um, the same day, um, I felt like an incredible urge to squat. Um, and so I kind of felt that that was going to be the passing of the fetus. Um, and so I went to the bathroom and it actually came out intact. Um, and so I kind of looked at it for a little bit and then, um, flushed it down the toilet and then, um, went in and told my husband and I just said like I passed it like it's over um and went back to bed and kind of just cuddled and cried and didn't look at my phone for a week and um everybody really made sure I was okay and um it was really helpful to have another couple in our home um who are also just by nature, the most naturally like caregiving people. Um, so they really took care of us um, and made up all of our dinners. And um, we had the night that I lost the baby, um, James had to leave because he was doing four hour hospital shifts on a COVID unit at the time. Um, and so Kelly and Cyril, Cyril, her husband is a juggler um, <laughs> for Cirque du Soleil at, um, at some times and teaches master juggling. And they've stayed with us several times and I'd always joked like I've never seen him juggle in real life, so is it real? Um, <laughs> and I've been like, I think you're pulling my leg on this juggling thing. Um, and so Kelly made us dinner and we played French jazz and uh, surreal juggled and it was honestly like the most joyful miscarriage that I had had and it was um really lovely to be taken care of in that way um I don't know like th they were also amazing in that they gave us a lot of space and um like let us just grieve and be sad and in our feelings but also like made sure we had food and water and you know um at one point Kelly just came and, and she like wrapped me in her arms and um, she just said, I'm hanging with you today and whatever you need, like we're doing, we're going to hang out together. And like we watched the princess bride on Disney plus and, uh, and then took a really long nap in each other's arms. And it was just the kind of like sister love that I needed. And um and it was really beautiful to have another couple there. Um, and during that time, like my OB and midwives were checking in um, and just giving us all the information. Um, and I was having a really hard time, I think hormonally, like I peed positive for about a month afterwards. Um, and I think that just that kind of hormonal shift is really hard on your body and your emotions. Um, and I was not in control of my emotions at all. Um, especially like I would, I'm still technically bleeding, um, like a month and a half, almost two months out. Um, 
So I'll have like a couple days where I start and a couple days where I stop. Um, and I've just, I, I really feel like um, for some reason, I like mentally feel like, oh, if I can just stop bleeding, that I can get over it. But like every time I see the blood, it's such a reminder. Um, and so I really wasn't emotionally doing well. And so I called my midwife and was just like, I don't know where my hormones are. I don't know where my emotions are. Like, I don't, I'm definitely am on the postpartum depression scale of everything right now. Um, and she just goes, Kendall, you know, you are postpartum. Like, just let your, give yourself some time. Like, we'll be checking in on you extra. Um, and then they coached my husband for extra things to look for, but really just gave us space and gave us information. Um, and I had never been told that, you know, post miscarriage that you're postpartum. And I think that that's something that's really helpful to remind people, like, no matter how early it is, um, the, the change in your body and the change in your hormones, like give yourself some time, um, to recoup physically. Um, and I think that was like the biggest, like nugget of advice that we got that was so helpful. Um, and so I started doing, um, I think at that point was kind of when I turned it around from being kind of a very sad, low, depressive state. Um, so like, what can I do to heal my body and um, heal my brain and kind of just get myself back into a, a, like, I wanted to grieve in a way that was honoring um, and not diminishing, but also just not all encompassing. Um, and so I started setting little goals for myself. And like, one of the things was daily yoga. So I started doing, um, just very simple um, on YouTube. There's a ton of yoga for bereavement and yoga for infant loss um, and their postpartum yoga workouts tailored to moms who have lost um, their babies. And um, that was really helpful because the language they use when coaching um, is just very neutral and allows you to um, yeah, I think a lot of those postpartum, it's hard to find um, postpartum resources that won't also trigger you. And, um, you know, we're not celebrating a baby coming home, um, but also under, like, understanding and giving your body the grace that a baby did leave your body. Um, so yoga was a big thing for me for that. Um, I also had my husband had given me a camera six months before and I had um, kind of haphazardly started taking portrait photos. Um, and then I started really getting into photography and doing socially distanced photo shoots. And that gave me a lot of joy and artistic expression. And I've photographed so many gorgeous pregnant moms this summer um, and giving myself those little goals and like fun things, especially since I'm on um, technically the last summer vacation of my academic life and being in school for years and years and having a master's degree and um, like I, I don't know I've been on an academic schedule so it's my last summer vacation so just really soaking up um, that time for myself before I go back into school full-time um, so that's kind of 
where I'm at. Um, we got blood work done to kind of check the um, antibodies and FSH and hormones. So we'll probably be getting that result in a week. Um, my husband and I happened to have like full completely a week off together. And so we did a road trip um, and it was an amazing road trip. And during part of it, um, we drove to Great Sand Dunes, Colorado, and I got to take maternity portraits for one of my best friends from grad school, um, who's nine months pregnant. And um, that was amazing. And it just, we love to camp. And so it gave us some time to reconnect and talk about trying again and talk about our babies and where we were at emotionally. And I, I'm really thankful that for that time to reconnect as a couple. So, and we got home on Wednesday <laughs> and it's Friday. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for, thank you so much for doing this. I, um, I always ask at the end of every episode, which I already honestly feel like you gave some advice, but if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Just give yourself grace and like, remember that, remember that you're postpartum like that. I'm yeah. Like I think that. that's huge. Yeah. And I just keep telling people that like. Um, oh, one thing that we did, um, I was really struggling with, I, I feel like this is so important. I can't believe I forgot. Um, and, um, but what we did was, um, on the day that we had planned to announce that we were pregnant, we did a post, um, and we talked about our amazing care that we got with our midwives. And then we, um, actually linked to the National Birth Equity Coalition, um, which helps uh, ensure equitive birth practices for Black and uh, mothers of color in the United States. And we were able to raise um, almost $500 in honor of our babies. And so um, that was really cool to kind of give us some meaning behind what happened, I felt like. What was that called? The national what? Let me, let me say it. Let me get it so I don't give you like incorrect or gotta make sure I get it all national yes it is the national birth equity collaborative and you can get that information at birth equity dot org awesome and you raised almost five hundred dollars that's so cool I yeah. love that and you're right. Like just something that like, it gives you some meaning behind all of it and some purpose. Um, I mean, that's how I feel with, you know, this podcast. So I completely get that. Thank you so much for doing this. If somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, yes. So Instagram is the best place. Um, it's my happy little spot on social, on the phone. Um, my personal account is at Kendall Ray, K-E-N-D-E-L-R-A-Y. And then if you want to follow my photography, um, I have a photography page, which is Kendall, K-E-N-D-E-L, ridge.photo. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I will go ahead and I'll link both of those Instagram pages in the description of this episode. We really appreciate you, Kendall. My pleasure. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Enjoy your summer, your last summer vacation. It's so funny. I'm like almost 25 and I'm like still soaking up my last little bit of summer. <laughs>
to say do it do it because i mean you're gonna be working hard after this not that you aren't already in medical school but, <laughs> oh, but such a different level of responsibility when you actually oh, yeah. someone's doctor <laughs> yeah exactly all right well keep us posted and good luck thank you all right we'll chat soon all right bye-bye Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.